Somebody had got, they got the Rona while I was in there, but, oops. Attention, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Adrian Lozano Show. Rock and roll. <laughs> you know what they say, all's fair in love, war, and the Adrian Lozano Show. Adrian Lozano from the Adrian Lozano Show. Shit, check out the, the Adrian Lozano Show, man. That's all I gotta say. What are they though? Fucking hey, thank you, sir. No Badass. Well, I'm gonna let you get to it, and I will see you. Cool. See you Wednesday. Yes, sir. No evidence. Would you care to share anything with uh, the listeners of the Adrian Lozano Show? Uh, not at this time. <laughs> awesome. That's all right, Al. What is up? I am going to prepare you for what you're about to hear. You're going to hear my 100th episode, which is the most clip showiest clip show to ever clip a show. You're going to have alternate takes of things you've never even heard. How cool is that? You're also going to have a song from one of my kinfolk, which is going to be pretty damn good. I like the song. And you're going to love it if you love uh, good songs. Okay, so if you uh, are wondering what the fuck or whatever, just know that I um, <laughs> I have a lot of content. But uh, the stuff that I picked today is really just an example of how fucking funny people around you can be. Um, don't ever un- underestimate people who have a sense of humor, they're a lot smarter than you think, and that's the scary thing. All right, so you're getting weird, getting weird right at the beginning of the show, like I always do. So, (laughs) fuck, 100 episodes, I'm now in the triple digits, and you know what this means? This means now I'm just starting. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yep, I can do this, and I want to, that's the difference. (laughs) So, take it upon yourself to take it easy on yourself, and don't let anybody get to you. You're better than all that. So, all fucking, you know, whatnot put aside for the episode. There's some people on this show that are going to be surprised if they ever listen to it. And there are some things that I just had to share because they were too funny to not share. Let's do it. Hello, lovely listeners of the Adrian Lozano Show. So today we're going to do something just a little bit different before I hand the the recorder back over to Adrian. Um, We are going to watch The Labyrinth and discuss it. But first, I have some questions for Adrian. Are you ready? This is a podcast. You can't lift his shoulders. You have to talk. (laughs) he just gave me the thumbs up people all right so (laughs) anyways first question how far back can you remember seeing the labyrinth um it can be middle school school. okay middle school for sure 
Well, and I watched it on, uh, again for the first time on my own. On your own? Yeah, again for the first time. Because I watched it as a kid, um, like we discussed off mic. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, my mom was like, you remember this movie? You saw it? You like David Bowie? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. Yeah, like, memories is it. what I mean. Yeah, like. Yeah. So then I watched it again. It was like the same summer that I had watched. It was right before, actually. It was right before middle school because it was that same summer that I watched all the Star Wars movies uh, for the first time. So fifth grade. Um, Roughly, yeah, fifth going like into the sixth? summer, the summer before sixth grade, yeah, that was a big movie marathon summer for me. I, uh, yeah, I watched a lot of movies that summer, a lot. Did it turn you kind of into like the movie fan that you are? You think? Like, Probably. You really started enjoying movies about that age. Really appreciating them. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd run back. Like I watched. Um, I know we're talking about the labyrinth, but like I'd watch um, like Star Wars, and I'd go and I tell my parents, like, "Oh my God, it's so crazy! It's amazing!" And they're like, "Watch the next one." It's like, "Okay, I watch the next one." And they're like, "Oh my God, like Luke and Leia, are like brother and sister." And it's like, "Yeah, we know." It's like, Keep watching. It's like, what Luke Skywalker? Like, <laughs> I just kept like going through all these different things, and they were like, "Now watch this," you know, like they just kept giving me stuff. And uh, the labyrinth was one of those things. They were like, "You've seen this when you saw this when you were a kid," you know, and I was like, "What?" Swim this piggy, he's like riding a bike. It's like, no, this is not you just watch it, just watch it. <laughs> so okay, what about the dark crystal? Uh same summer. Same summer. Yeah. yeah. And and I do not enjoy the dark crystal because I think you it's super leave. odd. I was just joking. Okay, <laughs> but do you enjoy the dark crystal? No. It's it's um it I don't hate it. It's tolerable for you. It's got some creepy moments in there. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's fun to watch, like when you've got like people over. Uh huh. But uh, for the most part, uh, if I'm alone by myself, I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, I don't feel very captivated by the Dark Crystal, and I haven't been able to ever sit through it long enough to like understand the story. And I think that's why I probably don't enjoy it too much. That's why I never like try to sit down and watch it because I, I don't really have a super big interest. Like it takes a lot for me to get into it, and I don't like that. There's also a lot more Muppets in that movie. Yeah, and there's not enough singing. I guess just, just say just a lot of creepy looking fucking Muppets. Yeah, and so the crazy thing so you want to is, put it on right now? No. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is that The Dark Crystal um is my mom's favorite movie. But she's the one that introduced me to the labyrinth. And Oh wow. Um she tried to show me the Dark Crystal first and she's like, This is my favorite movie growing up. And you threw yourself on the ground and you were like, No, and that, that's one reason why I watched it because of my mom. Like, that's why I knew what the Dark Crystal was. So I technically saw the Dark Crystal before I saw the Labyrinth. Ooh. Labyrinth. But I can't recall my age. It was just an experience with my mom. And I actually have some really fond memories with my mom. Like, we even bought the CD. I remember when we were in middle school. And Wait, um, you and your mom were both in middle school? No, nah, when I was in middle school. We were in middle school. Adrian and I are close to the same age. So when we were in middle school, <laughs> um, nice. what do you call it? When we were in middle school, we would put on either the movie or we would put on the CD and we'd clean house. And, babe, and we'd sing. Yes, we'd sing and dance around. And it's the most fun I have. I really did some of the best memories I, I remember with my mom because you don't always get to see your mom like just chill out and have fun and you could tell when she would watch it that's what it did for her or when she heard the music that's what it did for her but that would be because she's a very big David Bowie fan as are you yes I suppose I mean we got a couple things in common such as uh, uh, we're both big Elvis Presley fans Yes, I see, but what else? Tell me. <laughs> I know, listeners, why he loves David Bowie. A little bit. A little bit. 
It's because of all the badass music. Let's just face it. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, well, me, we share a birthday, but without a doubt, like, the coolest thing I've liked about David Bowie is that he does whatever the fuck he wants. Agreed. I'm a, I say right. it when you're not here. I, I also say it when you're not here. It's, <laughs> it's one of those that's caught on. Dang it. I ain't fucking come here to work, man. Just letting y'all know this. See, the difference between y'all is that y'all came here to work. I didn't come here to work. <laughs> Gotta be all dramatic and shit. Unfortunately, I did fucking come here to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. in my nature. Yeah, I have a way. sickness. It's called work ethic. <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's it's good to be on disability because I don't have to work as much. I'm disabled too. All up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not physical, you see. Super chill and mentally ill. That's 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 one way to be. Y'all have a problem? Dick in the fucking head. Well. All right. Some people are just like that. What's up? Oh yeah, that's no problem. Irregardless of what happens with him. I understand. Hey, regardless. Irregardless or regardless. Irregardless isn't a word, though. But it's used so often. Yeah, it's not a word. But I enjoy hearing it. It doesn't exist. But people use it. And if people use it, doesn't that make it something that exists? Nope. No, it doesn't. Pretty sure that's the way that works. We're going to die. <laughs> we're good, we're good. I was right. Get out of my Yes, ma'am. Okay. In the morning, bright and early. Okay, I stayed up until 3 a.m. I was still here at 7. No excuses. You know what the hell's going on, right? You know, you got it. You got it. I'm not worried about you. You got it. That's not what you think it is. It's camping. I don't know if we'll ever get that Gambit movie. I tell you, I would like to see that. I mean, it's just such a cool power. It's so fluorescent, you know? It's like Dazzler. It's like, you want to see a Dazzler movie so bad on acid, you know? Just, mmm. The ether. Anyway, um, once you get into a serious drug collection... Anyway, um, what's up? Um, hey, uh, I hope you're enjoying the episode. I am uh, working my ass off over here. Okay, so I hope you're digging the show. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a hiatus. Hiatus. Um, that's for, um, you know... Karate teacher slash lawyer. Wait, no, slash lawyer. Slash lawyer. Oh, no, karate teacher slash lawyer. Slash. Oh, no, you got me. He chopped me down with the edge of his hand like I was some kind of mountain. Oh. Well, I'm standing next to a jerkwad. Right. Um, I'm going to chop him down. The brunt of my elbow. Um, you got brunt on your elbow. I'm a brunt man. I like my brunt rubbed in. 
Jerubbin, my brunt. No, it was Dapper Dan. Oh, Dapper Dan. No. I'm a Dapper Dan, man. All right. Um, I'm more of a Dower Dan, man. It's like, yeah, I guess, whatever. Um, I'm starting to do my thing where I'm living in my mind. Um, the rent is decent, so I stay. But the cats, oh boy, they're everywhere, aren't they? Yep, everywhere. So, yeah, I'm going to take a, a little bit of a break, and uh, you're still going to get posts, weird, wacky art, you know, made from the cats, by cats, for cats, that whole thing. You uh, will uh, be also experiencing a couple of other shows, if you can find them, if I can ever get around to, I don't know, naming them. Um, yeah, you've got two more shows to look forward to, so there'll be three shows all in total from the perspective of who knows what and where knows why. Where knows why? All right, let's get back to it. I um, will see you sooner than you think. Turn around, oh no! This is the Adrian Lozano Show. Gave him and I was like, man, thank you so nice. much. And he got it for free and he was like, man, I saw it and I was thinking about you and I want to give it to you and I was like, thank Well then, you. badass, all the better. Thing. Yeah, so this is a gift that I got. It's in pretty good condition. It's yeah. not, I mean, it's sealed. Yeah. It's got a little bit of wear here, but I would I would call this, you know, like okay, pretty good. I mean, Near mint. Okay, Near mint. No. It's sealed all the way though. Like she's not out. I know she's airtight. She's airtight. Nice. I think she's airtight, dude. Look at her. I got this for five fucking bucks just now, though, dude. Like, this was a fucking steal. Like I said, highlight of the day. It's a good gift. The, like, the best part I of Cinco de Mayo. I love giving a good gift. Uh -huh. Did I get anything else in this flea market? No. It's good. I'm working on my tan. Only on my arms, though. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'm, like, really excited. Farmer's tan I'm working on here. I should probably protect this from the sun. Yeah, a collector's position. No, Irish, I'm Italian, okay? Irish Italian? Yes, alright, everybody <laughs> calm down. So you're an American, huh? Yeah. I was like born here and stuff. I'm like, you know, my family was like somewhere else. I'm not sure what. Uh, I'm white, okay? I don't know how else to explain it. You're from it. the old white country. Yeah, we're white, I don't know. It's what you would call pale. Commander Data, quote of the day. This is down. Down is good. This is up. Up is no. Alright, this is it. This is 100 episodes. Well, when I say this is it, you might think that's some kind of finalization there. No, it's um, just the end of the first season. You said the end of the first, well, the zero season, you know. But um, it's all right if it makes you feel better. I love shellac. If you don't know about the band shellac, check out shellac. S-H-E-L-L-A-C. Shellac. Steve Albini, I know you probably don't like me. But it's okay. I think you're amazing. Okay, anyway, 
You think about it as it's on All right, so the cool thing about doing 100 episodes is I did them with a lot of good intentions. But uh, you know what? That's not the fucked up part. The fucked up part is I've actually sat down and did something and then completed it. Like I started something and then finished it. You know, like apparently I've done that a hundred times or more, give or take where you find these podcasts. The whole fucking idea of the world shutting down and it's like no more doing anything, especially something funny. Don't you do it. World shut down. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. Jiminy Jillikers, as I say. Or as they say. Um, man, this is so fucking crazy. I, uh, I want to thank everybody who's ever listened to the show. Even if you've only listened once, you've motivated me to get to this point of standing in a room, sweating my ass off while I'm listening to shellac and re-recording myself saying, Hello, welcome to the 100th episode. So now I'm going to get back to sweating and listening to shellac. And then I'll probably do something like make myself a bowl of cereal because it's easy and it's fun. All right. So I guess, yeah, like, the, I don't know, that whole idea of completing something, you know, that you've heard that make your bed in the morning. So you've got a sense of accomplishment. You know, it's true. It does work. It, it is very gratifying to know that you've completed at least one task. So. I, um, I roll a joint and then smoke it. And once I've smoked it, then I know I've completed a task. But then there's the roach left over from the joint. Don't you have to smoke that too? Well, of course you do. That's when you bust out your pipe. And you throw that roach in there and you say, Fuck you, day. I'm gonna win. And then you fucking win. Am I right? Welcome to another weird installment of the Adrian Lozano Show. I'm here with my good buddy Kevin. Kevin, say what's up. What up? It is Kevin's birthday today, and who's the uh, celebrity that you happen to share your birthday with? Everybody at work. I got to work some more. <laughs> oh, who's the yeah, celebrity yeah. you share your birthday with? Adrian Lozano from the Adrian Lozano Show. We don't have the same birthday, you silly goose. Who? I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, who's that guy? He killed a bunch of people. Um, he had a weird name, and it was, he blew up stuff, and let's see, um, I'll tell you in two seconds. Excuse me, I need to ask my personal assistants for some help. Hey! Google, what celebrities share a June 1st birthday? Let's see here, it is... David Berkowitz, there you go. Oh shit, that's right, holy shit. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, you're right, he did kill a bunch of people. F you, I think. Um, how about uh, their old Andy Griffith from The Andy Griffith Show. Fucking A. Weird enough show in North Carolina where I just so happen to be from. Good old uh, uh, Mayberry, North Carolina. What would you like to say to the people who are also celebrating a birthday today? What would you like to say to everybody who's having your, sharing your birthday with you? A god starring Gemini's rock, and you keep rocking on, keep on rocking, keep on, whether you gotta work doubles on your birthday and not sleep for eight days, you keep on rocking every day, all day. Keep it real, June 1st, twins. Love y'all. That was right, you heard it from my good buddy Kevin here. Expect more Kevin, and 
more of the Adrian Lozano show coming your way. Enjoy the rest of whatever it was you were doing. I know we will. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see your Aunt Jemima. And it looks like it needs to be refilled. Let me refill your Jemima. And that's why that, you know, commercial that I turned in was turned down. They were like, hey, nobody wants for somebody to tell them to refill their Jemima. <laughs> it's not racist. It's just syrup. I was trying to go for that uh, all alone, was it Lonely Nights? The stars are creepily watching. They like to watch. Oh, God. They like to watch. In Bethlehem. No. Um, so I don't know the fucking... Look, this is Adrian Lozano. What are we doing? What the fuck are we doing now? God damn it. It's always something. Never fucking get a break. Can't just sit down. Five fucking minutes without something being read to me, or someone reading something, or someone says something about selling she shells, she shells, seashells, she shells. What's a she shell? It's like a cover that goes over your lady parts. Are you just making shell bikinis? I don't think that's legal. Beagle. It's certainly not sanitary. I know I don't like it. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Adri Lozano Show. Um, today, we're going to do things just a little bit different, and I'm going to be asking Adrian some questions versus him asking the questions. Is that okay with you? If he gives me the thumbs up on my hit him? No. <laughs> oh, we're on a podcast. You can't do that. I need to see. I hear verbal, verbal okays over here. Okay. <laughs> so this one um, is going to be us talking about The Labyrinth, uh, the movie, and also... Um, David Bowie. That's that's what it's going to kind of come down to. It's the Labyrinth and David Bowie. And that's what I'm excited about. Um, <laughs> as Adrian says, that's it. <laughs> this is take two, folks. <laughs> take two. Yeah, we can't show you the other parts that we just uh, did. That's okay, though. Um, That'll be for the Patreon. Yeah, content. yeah, yeah. You got to pay for that content. Exactly. The cats that's, say that's that. Discussions. Yeah. Anyway. The, the cats say no to take one. Anyways, so... Um, let me start off by asking you, tell me the first memory you have of the labyrinth. Um, my mom telling me that I had seen it before. That's the first memory. I'm like, hey, what's this movie? And she's like, you've seen that before. Remember the Did baby? And I was like, what? The stairs, the upside down stairs? And I'm like, nope, no idea, lady. Did you see it on VHS or DVD? Oh, 100%. It was on VHS. VHS, yes. Yes, VHS. yes, yes. Big time VHS kid. And you said the around the fifth grade going into the sixth grade is kind of when you re-experienced it again? Yeah, there was this magical summer where I just like saw everything. Like before I fucking went into uh, middle school, I just like did a refresher course on all these badass movies. 
Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of them. I watched a lot of Jim Henson movies that, that summer. Uh, I watched all the Star Trek movies, watched all the Star Wars movies. I watched, um, Jesus, like, like uh, The Godfather, uh, A Bronx Tale, fucking uh, Goodfellas. Like, I watched a lot of shit. Did you watch any of the Muppet movies? Um, yes, ma'am. I watched the one where the Miss Piggy and uh, uh, Kermit the Frog ride bikes in New York City. I think uh-huh. it's Take Manhattan. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, uh, I think either the next summer or whatever, I watched that pirate one with Tim Curry. He's a, oh, he's a pirate. Tim Curry's the best guy. Yeah, but he's a pirate, and they like. I think they're trying to steal some treasure or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember that one, but I definitely. I mean, the Muppet, the Muppets did so much. Uh, they I did think, a lot of fucking movies. I think my favorite though it has to be Christmas Carol. Yeah, that one's cool, but my favorite version of a Christmas Carol is Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. That's my that favorite. That surprise version of, me. Yes, yes. That's my favorite version of a Christmas Carol. Like, it's, um, there's been a lot of iterations of it, but, like, that one's my favorite. Like, I really like that one a lot. Um, anyway, so, David Bowie. David Bowie. So, um, I'll share my first experience. Um, it's a memory with my mom, basically. She introduced me to the labyrinth. Um, I watched it multiple times through, I can't even remember how, I really can't remember the first time I saw it, um, my first more vivid memories, I'm going to say, is probably around the same time as as Adrian. So I, I must have probably been going into the sixth grade or at least in the fifth grade because I have solid memories yeah, of this movie memories. with my mom and how much we would watch it. And we had like cleaning parties to the music and just she introduced me to it and I've loved it ever since. And it's something that we're connected like when we, we talk to each other. Like some of our references come from the labyrinth when we're talking to each other. And it's just something her and I share more than anything else. And I love it. Absolutely love it. Adventures in babysitting is kind of like that for me and my mom. Yeah. Um, with, uh, was it Elizabeth Shue? Mm-hmm. She's so hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, who the fuck else is in that movie? Um, gosh. It's, uh, oh, Vincent D'Onofrio plays Thor in that movie. Does he? Yeah, he visited Alfredo Place. I, I, have, I have to say, I've only seen that movie once, and I don't have a great memory of it, but I, I do know the movie. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, it's a cool movie. It's a cool story, and it's, um, I don't know. It, it's hard to describe. If you haven't seen Adventures in Babysitting, do yourself a favor and check it out, because um, it's, it's fun, is what it is. And yeah. just like the Labyrinth is a very creepy, twisted story. Uh huh. Um, As an adult, you realize how creepy and twisted it is yes and if you want to show it to your children that's fine but they don't know they won't know any difference but uh nowadays unfortunately i really think it'll bore children because they don't have the same uh, appreciation for the muppets like we do yeah it's it's also it 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 is kind of very dated in a Mm -hmm. way uh because there's like they're like where's where's the cgi Where's where's the giant transforming robot so, um, what is one of your, what's your favorite character in the movie? I feel like I already know the answer, but your, your, uh, listeners do not. Um, gosh, um, oh, I don't know, a little character li- that happens to be royalty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, definitely, uh, well, he's also got a badass name too. Yeah. 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 Um, that's uh, David Bowie. That's his name. David Bowie. That's yeah. not his name in the movie. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Um, no. Uh, without a doubt, um, 
He's your favorite. The Goblin character? King. Yes, the Goblin King. The yes. Goblin King is my favorite character. He's such um, a twisted man in this movie, but then you also kind of see like that little bit of soft side because he's sitting there chasing after Sarah. And this young Sarah. This young, beautiful Sarah. The Which beautiful she's Sarah. like, she's really like, when you see her, like, I think of Requiem for a Dream, like, every time I see her, mm-hmm. which is creepy now watching this movie. Yes. Because, like, I'm like, that movie's so hardcore. But, like, she's had such a good, also, she was uh, Betty Brant, uh, Betty Brant, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Betty um, from uh, The Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I know exactly the the original Hulk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She. Uh. What the hell is the last name? It's the sergeant. The same one that's after her all the time. He's the Red Hulk. Um. Gosh, why am I forgetting his name? Anyway. Um. Man, I sound terrible. Uh. Um. We'll be cutting this part out, folks. It's fine. Yes, I'm gonna have to edit this. <laughs> what is her name? Let's see. Betty. Google. Google. Google Hyman's. Um. No, don't Google Hyman's. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. That's for another show we're doing apparently later. He's doing not me. I'm not having anything to do with that show. Except for maybe some sound effects. No. <laughs> because his, nice. Because his name is Bruce Banner. Uh, I keep wanting to say her name is Betty Page, but that's not right. <laughs> All right, folks. You're going to hear us typing really fast for Google. It's like, how can I be forgetting this name? Oh, oh, let's see. Oh, I did not know that she played, uh... She's also the Red Hulk. Like, she's also, like, she's, uh... Did you know Liv- Ross! God damn it, Betty Ross! Did you know Liv For Tyler... For fuck's sake. Liv Tyler played her at some point? Oh, yeah, Liv Tyler's gorgeous. Oh, she does yeah, not look she like... not... She does not look like her ladyboy father, like, at all. Nope. Mm-mm. Did, um... Sidetrack, this is a totally different discussion I can't wait for us to have also about Kevin Smith because I am a diehard Kevin Smith fan thanks to the man sitting next to me. Um, he introduced me to him, so that, that's my favorite. But I would I can't wait because I would love for us to talk about some of his movies and I really want to talk about Jersey Girl. Oh, my God. Oh, you know we have to. And it's not about Ben Affleck. It's about George Carlin. Yes. It that's really, the whole reason I watched yes, that fucking movie. Yes, it will be because of how George Carlin when we have that discussion. But anyways. We're, we're going to have just like a George Carlin I episode. know. We have to. We have to because yeah, I saw him right at the monumental. Yeah, you told me. Ugh. Oh, just so monumental. I actually just listened to Kevin Smith's book again on audio, Tough Shit, and he has a whole entire chapter dedicated about George Carlin and his respect for him. And how he and brought him and his dad together. Yes, and just, oh, it made me cry when I listened to it. And it always makes me cry when I hear him talk about George Carlin because he yeah. basically met his idol and his idol didn't turn out to be an asshole. That's what that came so down to. to be a decent guy. Yeah, unlike uh, Bruce Willis turned out to be a major asshole to him. Yeah, but the fact that I hate George. the ones that yell die hard the most. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. But the fact that George Carlin was the genuine person that you'd see, you know, you got the dirty part of him, but you know what? He was a good man. Okay. Good man. So I can't wait for us to have, I, I hope that we have a separate conversation and a separate show about Kevin Smith and some of his movies. And, uh, you know, Dogma is something else I, I would love to discuss with you because Dogma is how I found out about Kevin Smith. And then I went backwards and... I've not stopped loving Kevin Smith since that was, oh, we were 16, um, and we're 34 now, 35, 
So how many years ago? A lot. A lot of years. Yeah. That's a lot of years to be a Kevin a Smith fan, and I love it. So, um... Looking pretty good. I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. And taking a live look outside 37 at Carolina. Gracias. Used to be a Kevin a Smith fan, and I love it. So, um... Anyways, that'll probably be cut out, too, because we're supposed to be just talking about the labyrinth. <laughs> My favorite character in the labyrinth, since I asked you, this is I, I'm going to tell you. Um, my favorite is... I should have asked you that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ludo has to be one of my favorites. Really? Yes, I love Ludo and uh, the worm. The worm. I love that, that part. He's oh, just there oh, for just oh, a split oh, second. Hello. Just a split second. And uh, it's great. It's great. It's a great way to introduce her like into the labyrinth and her just being so like backwards and turn around and it's great. But Ludo, I love Ludo because I think he reminds me of the dopey puppies, a dopey puppy to me. And I had a dog named Jupiter around the same time that I think I saw uh, I was really falling more and more in love with the labyrinth. And um, anytime I see something big and dopey like that, I would look at my puppy and be like, oh, I love you. Look, it's just so there's that. But Ludo's also awesome. He calls uh, all the rocks to save him, and Sarah saves him, and it's just, it's wonderful. <laughs> I gotta say that, like, watching, even though rewatching the movie, the character that I still do not have sympathy for is Sarah. Like, no, she's just dumb. She's just, well, she's just a bitch sometimes. <laughs> she's just real whiny. And yeah. It's like she's a little girl. She's, she's supposed to be whining. For the listeners, I just got notified. Something important is happening. Nothing important is happening. Let's go. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I just... Um, she's just like... She's so fussy that for me, it's not... Uh, she's not likable in any way. And you don't really feel for her. You feel more for the baby. Yeah, you then, definitely do. Like, yeah, for Toby. baby's getting tossed around. Poor like Toby. That. But it's like, you don't, uh, you don't feel as bad for her. Like, you know, there's this creep after her. You don't feel as bad for her. It's more of like, man, when's that baby going to get rescued? Like, <laughs> yeah. They got to get back to the house. Yeah, and... yeah, for sure. But time sits still. That's so cool. next question is, what's your favorite song from the movie? Babe. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. That one and then When the World Falls Down. But the world falls down. My next question to you is what's your favorite scene? Because that's my favorite scene. I It's so dark and twisted, but the the dream and the crystal is just so mesmerizing. It's so beautiful. And all the weird funky masks. And then you just hear David Bowie serenading us. That is very cool. It's a good, It's it, that's my favorite scene of the movie. But what's your favorite scene of the movie? I have to say it's probably like the MC Escher like stairwell like the stairways at the end where they're like they're, uh -huh. where they're kind of like it's kind of like a mad panic and she's like chasing yes um, the baby but at the same time like running up the stairs it's it's really um, seeing him upside down seeing her upside down yeah and it's it's just so like disorient disorientating Dis yes uh huh but it's also like. It's fun to watch, and like I'm a big MC Escher fan. Uh, I've always liked a lot of the everything I see. Yeah. But um, those stairs are just—it's so trippy when people put that in films. That I feel like it was executed pretty well. Like it wasn't too like, come on, I could see the wires or whatever. Like I could yeah. see the zipper right there. That's, yeah. There's a zipper on that cod piece. You know, like I um, I just 
I like that scene a lot. That's and then the um, when she kind of like realizes and I guess like takes his power away. Mm-hmm. Like that that whole like I don't know that whole dynamic with the fucking uh, the crystal balls. Like it's it's just so. It's 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 satisfying. It's the kind of ending that you want. Like you're like yes, like, yeah. Finally, fucking, she did something right. You know, like thank do, you, Sarah. Do you love that there's a thirteenth hour in the movie? Yes, very much so. It, it's such a, it's such a big deal to have that thirteenth hour in there. It's like having a thirteenth floor. Exactly, hotel, exactly. So like as a child, uh, for us, great. Uh, it, it's just mesmerizing. But if you look at it from an adult's perspective now. What a dark movie it is. It's such a dark movie, though. Like, it's this man who took a baby. So <laughs> who, lives a, who lives a bunch amongst the goblins. <laughs> and who's trying to convince this girl to leave the baby with him. So, and be with him. Yes, and be with him. But that, that happens later on because then he realizes he loves her. So as one does, you know. Yes, yes, that's what happens. But um when you hang around fucking goblins all day. But you know what the other cool thing is is something that I learned with Adrian and that I love this is that um I don't know, I guess like two and a half months ago we went to this really cool comic book store in and we were Austin. Asked to leave very politely. No, we were not. And we found a whole entire uh set of books that were comics about the Goblin King. The young goblin. Yes, and and as we were like kind of glancing through it, it made more sense about his obsession with Toby and Sarah. Because he had a wife. And it, a kid. Because he had a wife and a kid, and he lost them. And that's and it. It was a story about how he turned into the Goblin King. And I hope one day we can get our hands on it. And I would love to read the comic book because yeah. you forget that the, that they did make comics about the labyrinth eventually. Um, were they before? But it wasn't before because this is a Jim Henson movie original, right? So Jim Henson originally got this movie together, so the comic books had to come later. He's like, I don't want to go home to my family. We need to come up with some <laughs> other idea for another movie. I just don't want to go home to my family. Oh. Just make something else with Muppets right now. But was... those Muppets, yeah, those Muppets are, are interesting to say the least. Um, you know, I think one of my least favorite Muppets is, and I'm going to say his name wrong, is the very first one that we meet. The What's his name? Um, Hog. Hogworth? The one that... This has got to be the ugliest Muppet, too. <laughs> Where he's spraying the fairies. Yes, that dude. That dude. I, yeah. I really wish I could remember his name right the second. God, I he's, cannot. He's hard and, to look at. And when we do a little bit more commentary in just a little while, folks, we will remember his name. Yeah. And then we'll discuss him because the so next thing that Adrian and I are going to do is we're going to watch this movie and we're going to talk about each scene. Yeah. And you're going to just deal. <laughs> Well, you get, we'll tell you when to line it up so that way you can watch it with us and uh, you'll get a new perspective on the the labyrinth because I know some uh, some fun facts and she knows some fun facts uh -huh. and uh, we're going to share those with you along with our personal feelings about what the fuck we're looking at because, um, well, there's a hell of a cod piece in this movie. Uh-huh. But uh, there's also just like, there's a weird vibe to this movie that works. I agree. And it's it's hard to recreate something like that. I agree, and so, I'm so glad they've not made this remade this movie in any way, or even tried to touch it like they couldn't. did with the Dark Crystal. Netflix retouched it. Uh, the whoa, Dark Crystal. They made it into a series. They made it into a series, and I've heard good reviews about it. But please don't touch a labyrinth. 
Please don't touch it because no one can be David. No one can be the Goblin King except David Bowie. Michael Bublé. No. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It has to be David Bo I can't imagine anyone else being the Goblin King. No, nobody Kevin. can. Nobody. No it's, one. It's, it's, it, it's just like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. How many times has that been redone? No one but Tim Curry can be him. Just like it, it was fantastically redone, in my opinion. I don't have very many complaints about the movie. I know you do have some. I don't have too many, but Tim Curry will always be my Pennywise. Always. Oh, of course, yeah. He, he can't be. You're either Team Pennywise or you're not, and that's just the way it is. Now, I mean, give them props to the way they redid it, but man, the that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just some characters you can't retouch. You can't. It depending on I guess how you grew up. I guess you know like. If they redid the labyrinth now, I wouldn't watch it. I don't think I could sit through it. I don't because I'm like, no, you're gonna butcher my David Bowie. What if they made it badass? Oh, took out, how? Took out all the singing and just like kept the original Bowie soundtrack. Mm. And uh, what do you call it? Instead of it being uh, all computer animation, we'll still have Muppets. I don't know. I guess I could sit through it then. And only if Ooh, his, and in 3D, the labyrinth Only 3D. if his son directed it. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. And only if his son uh, directed it and collaborated with the Jim Henson, um, what do you call it, company. Because obviously Jim Henson is unfortunately no longer with us. Well, yeah, I know. But his kids are badass. Yeah, like, they these definitely These kids that he never are. went home to see, they're <laughs> fucking awesome people. And you know what? Uh, Sci-fi, I don't know, like five or six years ago. um Sippy. They actually, Jim Henson Company allowed them to come in and do, and it only ran for one season and I wish it would have ran for more. Um, they let them come in and have pretty much a competition show with Muppets. And they created Muppets. Muppets. Yeah, they, I remember oh, that. <laughs> they let them create Muppets and stuff like that. And it was absolutely amazing. And then they got an internship there at the end. And, and money, obviously, and money, but an internship to be able to work at the Jim Henson um, company because it's a very big deal, and apparently it's very hard to get a job there. Yeah, they're the people that did the uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yesterday yeah. I wore a dinosaur dinosaur shirt, and I got more compliments than I've, I've gotten in forever. I mean, because it, it's nos nostalgic, if I didn't say it correctly. Sorry, Adrian can correct no, you me. Got, yeah. um, it really is for people, and that's a whole other conversation we can have off- as a different uh, podcast also because dinosaurs were amazing but I would love to watch all of them again I just want to binge them I really do I haven't seen them in so long but um and because what it was only what two or three seasons we said three seasons I think it's three seasons it's either three or five folks I don't remember exactly but um we all know how it ends and that's the worst part so oh. and Adrian has some great facts about it so we really need to watch that together too and then re-talk about it because it'd be great um, I love having an 80s buddy. It's fantastic. I love that we can talk about so much 80s and 90s stuff because that's when we grew up. I mean, we were born in the 80s, but I guess we're late 80s, early 90s kids. That, that's what a lot of our stuff is our favorites of. You know, even now. Even now. Four seasons. Four seasons. Oh, I said three or five and it's four. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gents. <laughs> and cats. No. <laughs> From 1991 to 1994. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great show. Jim Henson, Michael Jacobs, the Jim Henson Company. Yep. Jim Henson has produced some great things of our childhood. It's great, 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 great stuff. I feel like we don't get to see as much, though, of him. Yeah, that's how his kids felt. <laughs> Muppets aren't such a big deal nowadays because there is so much computer generation out there, which is great, but... Uh, 
the Muppets. Sometimes you just got to get out there and have the Muppets with you. I got to be honest and say, like, I don't know if uh, my childhood would have been the same. Like, I remember even Muppet Babies, and that was just 2D animation. Yep. But, like, watching the Muppet Babies was, like, essential for me um, because, like, if I felt I had missed something that, like, children should know, I'd watch that and I'd be like, okay, cool, now I know. And I would pick the Muppet Babies over Sesame Street. That and Wishbone would definitely, like... I would watch Muppet Babies over Sesame Street any day of the week, though. Muppet Babies were definitely my thing more than Sesame Street. I'd watch both. You know what? The world yeah, can have no, both. I know they can have both, but, you know, I mean, either you're a diehard... You're like, not my damn house. Either you're a diehard Sesame Street fan or you're not, and I'm, I'm I not going to not be. I am totally. Like, I like Grover. I love Grover. I love, um, what do you call it? Oscar, the dude who lives in a trash can. Oscar, actually, the name of the guy who got me into Rings of Saturn. Um, is Oscar? Yeah, his name's Oscar. Uh, I want to do an episode where I just thank that dude like for like 30 minutes. I'm like, thank you, seriously. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> like, my family and all my friends really hate you, but thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know. Do you have any questions for me about the labyrinth? Since we're going to both be talking about it. What category would you put this in? Fantasy. Mm, not rom-com? No. I don't think it's funny. I think it's too serious. I mean, come on. Uh, she she has to deal with fire-breathing uh, Muppets who try to take her head off. Like, that's not funny. <laughs> if you could do a sequel, would you uh, mm. like to do... Well, we talked about this before. Mm. Uh, about I would like a sequel, but I would like it to be... Um, the origin, the story of the Goblin King, and like yeah, that the, the, that's the only way to do a sequel in my brain. It ha you have to go back. There's no going forward. And you can end it with like a digital bow. Unless you know okay, we could go forward if it was us going forward and seeing Toby. Mm. That that's doable because all we saw it was Toby as a baby. You could have just one scene where you see like a digital bow, like an old right, bow. right, right, and so then it's just Toby trying to figure out how to get back to the labyrinth. That's a doable sequel. That's a little. That's on the same lines as like Hook from uh, with Dustin Hoffman and uh, mm -hmm. and Robin Williams. Yeah. That's, that's sort of like I've got to get back there. It's like you never left. Like you've always been there. Exactly. So that may, but doesn't that make you the very end of this movie? Yes, you see Toby come back, but then you see that gorgeous owl, and you question just yeah. for a split second. Spoilers. Right? Are they still in a dream? Are they still in a dream? Was she really dreaming? I mean, there Did was a big happen? party in her room. I mean, yeah, but a dream? Or was there a high? Sarah. <laughs> How high was Sarah? That's the question. <laughs> and what was she high on? <laughs> Mushrooms? <laughs> Acid? Yeah, something. <laughs> something to make all the creatures in her room come alive. Oh, I know there was one more thing I wanted to add. So. Bring it on. For this movie, I would love if at some point we could rent a projector or find something or even figure it out and put a, a white blanket um, up against like the whole entire one wall. part of the bedroom wall and watch it that Studio. way. Yeah, and watch it that way because I got the honor of watching it, I don't know, like three years ago on the big screen. And I felt like the bigger the screen was, and there was so much sex in it. There was oh, right, so was... much more going on around that I didn't ever notice until I saw it on the big screen. 
Like, it's like almost because it has to be condensed. You know, you always see the condensed version. There's so, with so much more going on in the bigger picture. Cool. So when it was blown up, I caught, I caught extra stuff. I had literally seen this movie like, I don't know, 50, 60 times. I saw it once on the big screen and I picked up on over 10 different things and different scenes that I'd never noticed before. That's and awesome. I felt like a pretty diehard fan and I couldn't believe I missed those things. But you couldn't see them because you didn't see the full perspective. That That's the crazy part. Like you need to see the full perspective. Um, yeah, that, so that's why, that was something that. I, I would not. love to do with you is to even, or even on a nice cool day outside and project it onto a wall or something just to, to watch it on a bigger screen to see if you get the same thing. Because Rent I feel like you haul and just put a fucking tarp, <laughs> a white tarp though. Yeah. White as we white. All right. All right. Could be blue. No. <laughs> we'll paint a blue tarp white. No. <laughs> We have white sheets. It's fine. You have white sheets. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just got to post them up. <laughs> but um, yeah. Okay. So but that's just something like just throwing it out there. I've got the honor of getting to see it one time and it was such a random thing. So it was literally, I, um, it was on David Bowie's Instagram. That, yes. That there was going to be limited showings on the big screen as an anniversary to the labyrinth. And this was like, like I said, three years ago. And did, wait, did this movie do well at all? Like, I, 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 I feel don't know. like it did nothing. I don't think it did either. Um, I'm gonna Wikipedia this real quick. So, I clicked on it, the link, and I was like, "Where? How far am I willing to drive to see this movie?" I was serious. Like, how far am I willing to drive with my mom to go see this movie on the big screen with her? Because. That's the first time my mom saw it was on a big screen. I never got that honor because I, I was too little when this came out. I don't we weren't even born yet, right? This was eighty-three? Um, if I remember correctly, yes. So no, eighty six. Oh, okay, so we we're a year old. There was no way we would have saw, seen this you know on the big we screen. We couldn't have bought tickets. Right, right, right. So, um <laughs> side note, look a boy. Oh, <laughs> Side note, boy, like stretched out and he's got his paws in front of me and he's just adorable. You got to be a diehard fan to know who we're talking about. Anyways, so um, I clicked on this ad and or I clicked on his, his link and there was one theater showing it in San Antonio six months from the date that six months from basically the time I clicked on it. And I was like, all right, done. I bought them then and there for me, my mom, my sister, and then um, a friend that I used to have who I, she was the first person that I'd met other than my family that was a diehard Labyrinth fan. And um, I bought tickets for her. Her name was Kim and she went with us and it was fantastic seeing on the big screen. Cause you know, it's, it's a rare thing. It's just, you don't, you don't get to see that very often. So um, yeah, but I feel like if you could watch it on a projecting, a projected screen, you could see some of the, the different things that you don't get to see in the condensed version on your TV screen. You know, um, so how did the movie do in theaters when it originally came out? Adrian's looking. <laughs> so it had a budget of 25 million and their total gross from the U.S. was 12.9 million. <laughs> that movie cost 25 million dollars to make. Yes, ma'am. Whoa. Uh, it was the last, it was the last feature film uh, that Henson directed, um, and the poor reception contributed to the difficult period of Henson's career. According to his son, Brian Henson, badass, um, it was met with mixed critical response upon its release. 
but uh, has since gained a large cult following. Very true. Um, yeah, definitely cult. So there's a comic that came out re uh, came out in nineteen. No, it came out in two thousand six. Between two thousand six and two thousand ten. It's called Return to the Labyrinth. Return to Labyrinth. Uh, in January 2016, it was announced that a remake was in development uh, with screenwriter Nick Perlman, uh, described as more of a spinoff in the same fictional universe. Hmm. But that was back in. That was like. That's quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so it says in 2017. Uh, let's see here. Some cat named Fede Alvarez. Fede? Alvarez, director. Was signed on as director, as well as co-writer. Let's see. Henson's daughter, Lisa Henson, will produce. Uh, by, October 2018, by October 2018, Alvarez confirmed that the script was complete. Uh, several news publications, including uh, International Business Times, reported that Bowie's son, Duncan Jones, would co-produce the sequel with Lisa Henson. <gasps> In January 2020, Jones uh, refuted reports of his involvement with the project, stating on Twitter, this is not true, and I have nothing to do with it. Wow. That was the last thing. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. He's like, no. What a shame. I would love it if he was a part of it, though. Duncan Jones is very like, I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. So. What ifs? But, yeah. I got mad respect for the guy. I mean, like, he came up out of his father's shadow, like, to be his own man. And, you know, directs under a different name. He doesn't go by. Is Jones his mom's last name? I believe so. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a stage name. I, uh. Let's see here. Let's see. I can find out real quick by just clicking on his fucking name. <laughs> Duncan McJones. So let's go a little bit. Duncan into... Z- uh, Zowie Haywood Jones. <laughs> so it's his real name. I thought it's um. Yeah, for, I just could have sworn born, born in seventy one. I'm sorry. Let's go back to where. Let's go back in, uh, about a little bit about David Bowie. Like yes, we talked about the labyrinth now, um, but we said we'd also mention some David Bowie. So, um. Like I said, this is my favorite version of David Bowie, which is probably the cheesiest version of David Bowie. Um, I gotta say, the dancing like in the streets with Mick Jagger is the cheesiest Bowie. Like that's hard to watch. But this version, though, that's hard to watch. That's just hard music to watch. This is like a, a cheesy version of Bowie in Isn't my that head. Fair, huh? Like with Bowie and Mick Jagger. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Well, I remember hearing about that. Obviously, we weren't born yet when that happened. But, um... But what a time to not be alive. <laughs> Dad has to eat Chick-fil-A every fucking day. That's all I'm just telling him. I eat it every day because they're they're always good. Like, <laughs> like with this bullshit, like, a lot of people slacking. I mean, it's, I mean, I understand, like, it's a lot. You're busy as fuck. you probably tired of shit. But they, like, McDonald's. I went to McDonald's. I was telling them, I went to McDonald's, man. And I left. And it was a long-ass line behind me. Usually, man. My wife, she, uh, when we get the bag, she takes the bag and she opens the bag and she goes through everything. She opens the burger, makes sure it's right, and she goes through all that. She Good woman right there. She does yeah. it before. So she was sleep in the fucking car. <laughs> I grab the bag, I just drive off, and then I stop, and then I look back in my rearview mirror, I look, and it's like 
15 fucking cars. And I'm like, you know what? And it was a car, like, leaving the drive-thru. Oh, like, shit. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just go. I drive off. <laughs> drive down the street. And I put the bag in my wife's lap and she sleep like I said. So I'm fumbling through the fucking bag trying to find a fry. And I'm reaching in the bag trying to find this damn fry. And I'm fumbling. I'm like, what the fuck are the fries? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? This is a bag. This is a bag. This is a bag. This is a bag. And I finally grabbed the bag at the light. I'm looking at what I'm touching is fries. What the fuck? They're fucking frozen. Like, they feel oh, so cold. God. It's like just a bag. Like, like the wrapper. It felt like like the wrapper to the, to the burger. Jesus, dude. Like. And I was so pissed. And, my, and I'm, I didn't say shit to my wife because she would have been pissed at me, too. Like, yo, that man shit take a I just drove off and we didn't eat the fries. And the fucking burgers was trash, too. I said that to say, when I go to Chick-fil-A every single time, it's, already, it's great. Like, it's it's never bullshit. Uh, I never wait too long. Like it's, it's great, and that's why I, I'm like, you know what? If I'm gonna go, I've been cooking at home, so if I'm gonna go out, fuck it, I'm gonna go somewhere where I know it's gonna be good. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've just been cooking primarily all my meals at the house, just feeding me and my girl. That's how it's been too, man. But and you know what? Usually I'm okay with not eating out. Yeah. When I can do other shit. Yeah, for sure. We don't have to. We can eat at the house. Go do this. We can go do this and go eat at the house. Like that's fine. I'm okay. But all the fuck we do is sit in the house. Yeah, that's... Then I'm like, well, fuck, well, I can't get out to do nothing else. Let's go get some food. <laughs> what can we get out and do? Yeah. Exactly. Let's just go Everything's walk, fucking walk, shut food, down, go man. Go to the drive-thru and get food. Uh-huh. Literally, and I, I was telling my wife the other day, yeah, I want to go get it, but where the fuck did we go? We went somewhere, but it was one right across the street from my house, like right around the corner. I'm like, man, we going to the one that's 15 minutes. I just want to get out the fucking house. I don't care. Take a cruise real quick. Instead of that one, we go, oh, that's Gordon. Damn, them bitches finally showing up. Where? But good thing about Gordon, we didn't get, I didn't get no freezer food. What are you doing? I'm looking at you, looking at me. If I tell him to do something, then I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you, that's, a, that's one of the reasons I don't eat. Number one is when I wake up, if I eat, I'll get sleep. But you know what? It started when I grew, when I was younger. I used to smoke weed. So when I used to smoke weed, I, when I would smoke and I ate, I would get sleepy. So oh. I just would smoke, 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 don't eat, and then I can stay up longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then I just, it became kind of like a habit. Then when I stopped smoking, I was still like, I would wake up, then I eat breakfast, and then like, 10 o'clock, I'm like, fuck, I need a nap. Like, I'm so, sleeping now. It's barely 9.45. <laughs> I'm like, I just woke up. So, that so, sucks, so, dude. So I was like, man, you know what? It's the eating. Man. So I stopped eating. And now I, I, mean, I was just telling you, I don't eat till about 6 o'clock. Well, now my fat ass been eating all day. <laughs> I'm serious, man. For the past two weeks, I've, I haven't been like, damn, I'm hungry. I ain't felt that. Because I've been eat. eating. Yeah. I just fucking eat. <laughs> man, what the fuck I'm going to do? I go downstairs and I'm, I'm in the living room, watch TV. Alright, All right, let's do it. Because <laughs> then you want to get out the house. So. Oh man. It's bull. Yeah. So I just been eating. But yesterday I didn't eat since I came back to work. I didn't eat since six o'clock. And that's usually how I go. I mean, I don't eat until I get home. Because if I eat at work, I'm telling you, I'm gonna go to sleep. It's gonna. It's something about it. It just. It just makes me tired. Even if it's like 
Don't forget to like us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And follow at the Adrian Lozano Show. What we did yesterday basically brought people back. But she was telling us to clean, and I was like, why would I clean? And I got a whole cleaning crew coming to my house. <laughs> like, what the fuck they going to do? I was like, nah, don't worry about it. So she's like, okay, whatever. And we didn't do nothing, but I'm a procrastinator because, and that's what I'm saying, I, this the procrastination. In my mind, I can just do this tomorrow. But then you, then tomorrow comes. I like, I should have just did this shit yesterday. I wouldn't have to do nothing. Man, I get like I get high and I get bored if I'm not doing something. Like I get, I'll be like, man, I gotta do something right now. I'm gonna waste this. Thing. He said, I'm gonna waste this. <laughs> but then you know what? My wife taught me that though. I love it, but she taught me that. I swear, she taught me like, stop putting it off. Cause do tomorrow it. you ain't gonna want to do it. Yeah. You don't want to. She said, what? And but you know what? I had an aunt who taught me growing up. She said, eat your nasty food first. You don't like that. I, I love everything. Like my brother, eat what you don't like first, because then you get it out the way. Yeah, it's like start off with the hardest task first. Exactly, you do what you don't like. So if you don't like black eyed peas, eat the black eyed peas first. Yeah. And then after that, then you can eat yams. And then who the hell doesn't like black eyed peas? I love it, but growing up, my brother did. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking. She would tell my brother, you don't like. Mean you are done professionally. Yeah. You don't like black eyed peas. We're done professionally, Sam. You just have to have to cook. Yeah. You can have to cook right shit. That's like mama. Meow, 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 meow. It's your cue. You're supposed to meow. Thank you, thank you, Jesus Louise with cheese. So, this is your Adrian Lozano, because I feel like we've bonded, or whatever. 
I just want to let you know that I am just straight up with a twist over the moon. So grateful to you for listening to the show. I'm looking at my cat. She looks confused. She's like, why are you in my room? What's going on? I've got to be honest and say there's better acoustics in her room. So that being said, like my other self said, I'm going to take a hiatus, but you've got two other podcasts on the way. The first one's going to be Sociable Ornamentals. It's going to get its own podcast, and you're just going to actually hear the story evolve in different ways. I am really, really stoked about that. Um, the other one may or may not have a co-host. I don't know if, you know, depending on if contracts get signed and if... Uh, elbows get rubbed, you know, then um, things might go our way and we'll end up with a third show with an actual co-host. So yeah, huzzah. Thank you so much for everything. Um, I'm going to keep doing my art for a little while, but uh, I just got to take a break and get my head together and um, come at it, you know, strong with these next shows because I feel like these things will allow me to be creative without having to be on the spot. You know, Mr. Uh, whip it out all the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the funny. Whip out the funny. But um, thank you again. I, I'm stammering and stuttering because I've been having a hard time with a lot of things that we're going to go into this show that I just didn't have any more, any more fucking time. Like, I, I know that my next fucking best of is going to be worked on as soon as I start the next episode. So... Enjoy the rest of whatever the fuck it is you got going on. I really wish the best for you. I want everybody to succeed. You know, it's it's fucked up out there. And you just got to try to take care of uh, the people that take care of you. And, you know, also um, live fast, die young, all that shit. Look, I'm trying to grow up because the law says I have to or whatever. But, um, I'm not wearing a mask right now. And, uh, I'm getting real creepy before the end of the show like I always do. God damn it. Oh, uh, ho, ho, take us out. Give us something funny to go out on. She's just chewing her back. Ho, back ho. Ho, tell me a joke. No? What's wrong? You silly goose. Alrighty then. You's a good girl. Tell the listeners to come back. Alrighty. You heard her. Yeah. Fuck yeah. When did you first start playing the guitar, Brandon? No shit. My parents bought me a, um, a Fender Stratocaster, a Japanese one. <laughs> I just kind of fucking plugged away at it. Wayne's World, fucking, you know, Stairway to Heaven. Right, then there's somebody taps on a sign, no stairway. <laughs> I can't play it here. Missing strings. Yeah, unfortunately for the listener, he is playing on my guitar that is missing. I'm shy, my top string and my bottom string. What is that, my E and my G? For the listeners, I don't have a G string. 
Listening to the Adrian Lozano Show.